you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to my friend Beth Zina-Williams. I think that's how I say it. I've probably butchered her name, but let's see. Uh, Beth is currently a contestant on The Voice which is a reality TV show. It's a singing competition for those who don't know, but I'm sure you all know, so I don't need to explain it. Uh, Beth tells us about her journey and how she got into performing and how she became a singer. She, We don't really talk about the TV show so much. We do towards the end of the podcast, but we get more of an insight of her journey from the age of about 10 to, well, 29 as that's how old she is now and she talks to us about the ups and downs and how she's always been a performer and uh some of the the glimpses of the life of a star that she almost got and the reasons why she didn't get them she talks us through some of the struggles and some of the things which motivate her to keep going um i'm really grateful that i got to speak to beth make sure you check her out on social media um the link her link for her handles will be in the the bio of the podcast and please support her on her journey here is beth good to go and we're in motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) welcome to starbucks (laughs) thank you do you know what i haven't actually been here since it's uh had the refurb no i came here once when it first ever opened which feels like forever ago yeah no a long time ago because it's the other side of where i live i just never ever come here (laughs) So how's life? You've had a, a busy few mental, months. Absolutely mental. Yeah, it's been crazy. So like, I finished the assassination of Katie Hopkins and then it was back to the normal grind where it was like, right, unemployed, yeah. back to the drawing board, you know, going to in and out of castings. And I, don't know, I just had like, it was weird. I was having one of these days, as you do, where you just have a bit of a breakdown and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but obviously, you, you know, you're always going to be doing it. So I was having one of these days and I was thinking, right, what's my what's my plan of attack? What am I going to do? Um... And then weirdly, on my Facebook music page, mm-hmm. um, I had a message, r- literally at that moment when I was when I was talking to my family, and um, I looked at it, and it was one of the producers saying, you know, we're in town tomorrow, um, your your name has been put forward mm-hmm. by someone local, um, we you know we'd love to see you, and I was like, do you know what, that is a sign. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I went for it, and then it's just been like this non-stop journey. Because obviously a lot of it is is pre-recorded. So yeah. we, I started this this journey on the Voice now, um, were, or July, summer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah it was in the summer. Um, so yeah, and I'm still on it. So it's just been like an emotional roller coaster. So I imagine it has been yeah. exciting and stressful, and yeah. more exciting and a bit more stressful, yeah. all back and forth. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the the show and Mm -hmm. your experience on it, but the whole point Mm -hmm. of this podcast is people get to know you and know what you've been through and how you got to where you are today. Because we get to see what the show's like by looking at the show, but we never get to see the depth to the person behind what it is. Um, I've known you for about three years now, and I know that you hustled your absolute ass off (laughs) before this moment. You hustle your ass off. You're <laughs> always like putting in work. You're trying yeah. to improve. You're getting dance lessons. Yeah. You're trying to improve on different things. Mm. Um, go right back to the beginning. How did you get into singing and performing, I guess? Yeah, so 
I think it's something that I've always, I think with, with stuff like this, I think it's just in you and it's something that, and it has to be for you, because it's such a hard industry to be in. Mm -hmm. you, you have to just live and breathe it and it has to be part of your blood. So I think, you know, growing up, obviously, I think every girl is shoved into a ballet class and sort of stuff like that. But um, I just loved singing. Um, mm -hmm. I just found a, a real escapism in it. Yeah. Um, like I'm from a real male-heavy family, um, mm -hmm. you know, and my mum's one of eleven, and this all just sort of boys, boys. very little female. Um, and so I think, I think it could be a bit overpowering. Mm -hmm. So I think for me it was. Um, just a way to express myself and maybe it was a way to get to get attention I don't know yeah but um, I just loved it and I think my mum was really supportive um, you know all the things like the Amdram groups and stuff like mm -hmm. that I always loved theatre but for me it was I remember a distinctive memory that I have um, I was me and my brother were sneaking downstairs one night, as you did when you were kids. Mm -hmm. um, and Stealing food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my mum and dad were watching. I can't remember what they were watching. Um, but it was a documentary, and it, Elvis Presley came on. Mm -hmm. And it was that performance, Jailhouse Rock, yeah. where it's just, it's amazing. It's, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. iconic. And I was just, like, in a trance, like, yeah. stood there in the doorway, like, meant to be, like, sneaking into the kitchen. But I was yeah. like, oh, my God, who is that? And it was in black and white and the way he moved and the way he portrayed the, a story. That would be the 68 comeback special, I think. Yeah, it was, it was Big incredible. Elvis oh, yeah, I love him. <laughs> so then I was hooked on Elvis. Um, you know, got my grandfather to, like, record all his documentaries mm -hmm. that were happening. And I really, like, started... To, and I was, I was about seven. Yeah. Um, so that's when I really started to, you know, create my love for music mm -hmm. and performance. Um, and I grew up loving the old school movies where it was all, you had to do all three, you know, dance, act, sing. Yeah. So I love all the black and white movies, things like that. Um, yeah, and that's how it started for me, really. And actually, I remember the reason why I got into it professionally mm -hmm. was I, I, so I went to a Welsh language school. And I do feel like, to their credit, the best thing about that is that you know, sport and musicality or the arts department, mm -hmm. they really, really they push, push you, yeah. And they really support you. And so, and obviously the Ice Death is a huge thing here in mm -hmm. Wales, so. That's um, this week, right? Yeah. Like next week. It starts off, yeah, it kicks off now. So, um, and actually this is the catchment area, Cardiff yeah. and, and the Vale. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, in school. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got well excited about like the Ice Dead like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was um, just skiving from maths, as I yeah. always did. I hated it. And I used to go to the arts department uh -huh. and just hide in one of the rooms and just be singing and dancing. And my music teacher overheard me. And then she was like, right, so this is where you've been coming during maths. Nice. So she was like, right, either I report you and tell Mr. Powell where, where you've been and what you've been doing, or you will come and audition for the rock band. She was trying to get me, you know, to be part of the choir and the rock band and things, and I didn't have a lot of confidence. So, so I was like, "Well, that's easy. Okay, fine." Yeah. Win. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. And then, and then I was in, and I, and uh, you know, I was then lead singer of that band, and then we entered the Estadio, and mm -hmm. loads of things came from that, and events, and we won um, the rock band competition. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just sort of threw myself into it, and through that, when I was at the Estadio, um, so Carol Parry Jones. Um, is you know a very well-known Welsh artist. Mm -hmm. She does a lot on S4 scene at the time. They were doing it was when Pop Idol was really big. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to do a Welsh language version so oh, called sick. Wow Factor. Yeah. Uh, so I was uh, 13, mm -hmm. and they were doing the rounds just before it got televised, and I think someone had dropped out. 
So mm. just to fill numbers, she you know, rang my music teacher and said, do you think she could come in and, and mm. sing and fill the spot? I was underage at the time. I think I had to be 14 above. Yeah. So I went thinking, oh, it's just a good little experience, sang for the panel. And they, they don't know that I was just there to fill the numbers. But um, they put me through. That was sick. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing. So it, and one of the panellists was the guitarist from Catatonia. Oh, yeah. So, um, and there was a Radio 1 DJ at the time, B.B. Allard-Jones, so he was on that as well. And then I got through, I got through to the final three in the end. And it did was Did they me. let you keep going then through the show yeah. even though you're underage? Amazing. Yeah, we just didn't mention the age thing. Yeah. Um, but That's then the halfway through, yeah, I turned 14, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, fine. But um, I was third, Duffy came second. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, Lisa Pedrick was the winner. And then obviously a few years later, Duffy went on to just go yeah, huge. Yeah, blew up. Um, so that, that's where it started, really. And then I, from that, um, I've got interest from an agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got management. Mm-hmm. So everything was just full force then. Mm-hmm. So really from the age of, like, I feel like the age of 12 to definitely, like, 15, it was just nonstop. Yeah. Um, and everything was just about working, 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 working. And I loved mm-hmm. it. You know, it wasn't my mum and dad pushing me. It was, yeah, it they was supported me, but they weren't these pushy, but it was me wanting to do it. And, I, and that was an amazing experience. I made an album. I got to um, go on tour with it. I Sick. went to Berlin, like the British Embassy. Uh-huh. And I was only young, did, represented the UK in Paris. Mm-hmm. So there was all these venues. And then it was getting serious. It was like, right, we need to get a deal. So... Um, it just so happened that basically an A&R guy from Atlantic Records mm-hmm. came over because at the time Michael Bublé was huge. He just released his first album and it went yeah. massive. And so jazz was making a real comeback. And they were looking. And I, my, a lot of my um, background is working with big jazz bands. Mm-hmm. So it's like jazz and soul. Yeah. Um, so they were looking for a female jazz artist. That powerful voice. Yeah. And and uh, and I was ecstatic to hear that. And that, mm-hmm. so that was when I was 16. Yeah. Um, so he came over, I, they drove me up to London. I performed, I think I performed about five songs for him. Mm-hmm. Um, had a chat, this, that, the other. Then he was like, right, I'm gonna just be mentoring you over, whilst I'm overseas now for a few months. So he was sending me all of these like classic, iconic jazz artists, mm-hmm. um, new up and coming jazz songs, also songs that their writers were, that they had on their books at Atlantic. So yeah. he'd send me those and I'd just be, you know, shuffling through. So mm-hmm. it was an amazing period of my life, but, Due to the fact that I was underage, and my manager, he was um, an ex-band member of the Ivy Leagues, mm-hmm. which was huge in, in the 60s, and he was really protective, but I think he was a bit too possessive. Yeah, um, you were I his think, product. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think he became a bit attached to that idea, and so I don't know whether it was a thing of he just thought I was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was that, but he was very much like, unless we release this album we've created, like yeah. we're not, we're not interested, mm-hmm. which broke my heart because yeah. that's, you know, it's Atlantic Records. Yeah, like when am I ever? It's a and big deal. <laughs> yeah, and he was just really confident and thinking, mm-hmm. no, 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 like we need to, you know, stick our heels in here. It's going to be fine. Um, and it just sort of went a bit quiet, um, but they were still talking back and forth. And I, I, all the mail I would get, obviously there was nothing like Facebook, social media. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an email. It wasn't no. like that back then. So it was all through him. So he would then send th- uh, things to, to me. They were still interested, but they said, right, let's give her two years to really um, progress in what she wants to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, just development, really, two years yeah. of development. So I was like, well, that's fine. Like, I'm still young. But during those two years when I was in my development stage with this, this A&R guy that I was working mm-hmm. with, my manager um, had ca- uh, was 
diagnosed with cancer, mm -hmm. um, like really badly, and literally within a few months was gone. Oh, wow. Um, and you know, I'd known this guy since I was 12. Yeah, it's a big part of your life Yeah, then. yeah, and, um, and he was my, my major go-to person. And you know, I think also like coming from a place in Wales, like the, I just feel like it's not this, you know, there aren't many huge um, successful people that you can just reel off. No. You know, so when you find these There's not many people, people to turn to for help. Yeah, you know? and uh, you know, everything's in London. You've got to be going to London all the time. So at that time as well, it was really hard for me because I felt really isolated. And, and obviously I'd lost like my friend, my mentor, like someone mm -hmm. that was like, yeah, a big, well, yeah, yeah, like you said, a big part of my life. And also with that, because he had all the contacts, everything stopped like everything yeah um and people that were in contact with, with me through him they couldn't get hold of me because how would they yeah, and was it's not the form of social media where they can just yeah, find you yeah. and so, hit you up yeah so literally everything just came to a screeching halt and that was it and i remember going to his funeral actually and one of the guys that put a lot of investment into his company I said, um, obviously, I really want to keep going, and um, I don't want this any of this that me and Mickey have done to be wasted. Like I yeah. know that he wouldn't want that. And he said to me, I remember he said, "Oh, you're past it now. You're too old." Yeah, Bizarre. and I was 17. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. not past it because anything before <laughs> 17, like now, if you look at record labels, they don't really release people before 17 because it, no. it costs more money because mm. they've got to pay for chaperones. They've got to have more yeah. legal rights. They've got to do so much more. Yeah, and I think I think that's the most amazing thing about the industry now. It's changed massively. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think years and years ago, it was that Britney Spears type thing where, yeah. you know, you needed to be picked up when you were 12 and then huge yeah. when you were 16 and then all oh, your filtering out. So, I, I don't know, maybe he had that old mindset, but um, I remember... It really hurt me at the time, but I just thought, right, I'm going to remember what you said, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to keep on going. But I was stuck, and I didn't know what to do. And I and I also had enough of being in Wales, and I felt like it could only take me so f so far at this present time mm -hmm. that, that I was in. And I'd done a lot of Welsh language stuff, and I just thought, well, I've done all that, and mm -hmm. there's not much further I can go with it. So I was like, I just I need to go to London. Everyone yeah. was, ev everything that I was doing, I'd had to get lifts up to London anyway. So I was like, I just need to move out. I was living at home with my and dad, obviously, as I was 17, so I was like, I need to just do take something the, drastic. Take the leap. Yeah, I was like, I need to do something drastic. I need to get out of my comfort zone. If I'm gonna go for it, I need to go big. I need to go to London. So mm -hmm. I then was auditioning for drama schools, um, and a friend of mine had had uh, was already in Mountview Academy in yeah. North London, so um, he like really helped me out, um, gave me a lot of good advice and supported me. So I went round, and my mum and dad literally we would just drive around the country all summer, just auditioning everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I got accepted in uh, Rose Bruford um, and Mountview were my were my main ones. Um, I remember Rada was the toughest one. Yeah. And they really want you to have life experience, and I I didn't have any. Oh, too young. Yeah, to have so life experience. I know, you know yeah. I, mean? like, were, I know. Like, Where have you, they were like, have you travelled? Where have you been? Mm, like, just got out of school. Got on the just finished my A-levels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, got mega on bus, bus. from Cardiff to London. <laughs> Travelling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so £4.50 that ticket was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloody disgrace it is. Mm. Um, yeah, so I got accepted in Mountain View and I was really happy then because so drama schools are so expensive. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, when... The, You're when talking 10, 12 grand a year yeah, for anyone yeah, that yeah. doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when the fees for universities changed or went up and to, to us as drama students, we were like, 
well, yeah. that's, that's fine. It's nothing to us. It's what we pay anyway. So yeah, they, they, it's about twelve grand a year, and that's just um, for tuition. Yeah. So when you that's add living, living and food. all that, yeah. Um, so. And you know, I'm from a working class family. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm and I'm not an only child. There's four of us. Yeah. Um, so I got accepted, and uh, I applied for the scholarship. So did my auditions, and then I was offered it. A win. Yeah. Um, and I remember, yeah, my dad opened my mail and was just like jumping around the house. So you've just saved me twelve grand a year. Hallelujah! This is cheaper than going to local college. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was like, amazing. And then, but then the bad news came. So just when I thought, yes, like life's really changing for me. This is where mm -hmm. it's going to start. Amazing. Woohoo. Then I get hit with, because I get offered the scholarship, which covers the tuition, which is obviously the main chunk of the, the financial side of things. I, I'm not eligible for a student loan. No. So. Because you're too young? Um, or because of the, the, the qualification out of it? Yeah, because if you get a scholarship, then you're not, because usually a scholarship could, it could, um, I mean, you know, if you think a scholarship's covering 12 grand a year, then to the government and so on, it's like, well, that's that covers your tuition and your living and yeah. da, da, da. so you're just not eligible yeah. to even apply, um, which was really hard to hear. And then I was like, well, that's it. I'm not, mm. I'm not going. Um, I, how, how the hell can I afford that? And also, drama school, as a drama school student, it's a completely different university. You're not just in for an hour here and there. Or no, it's, it's full Monday on. to Friday, it's 8 a.m. till 5, and then if you've got shows or you've got rehearsals or you've got yeah. exams coming up, you're there till 10 o'clock at night. And you're exhausted. Yeah. You're not sat down reading a book. You're, no, you're It's physical, constant. it's active, it's Yeah, and, busy. and then the weekend is for learning everything you need to learn for the next week, mm -hmm. uh, rest and stuff like that. So you can have, like, what? A Saturday job. What's mm. that going to do? Yeah, um, 30 quid. So, yeah. I know. Um, but then my mum and dad sat me down. They'd had a discussion. And they were like, right, if we look back on our life and we realise that you've been given this great opportunity and we weren't able to support you, then we'll have so many regrets. Yeah. And they said, we are going to do everything that we can Sick. to support you here. Mm -hmm. um, so we came up with a plan. Obviously, renting a place back then, this was, what, eight years ago, was like, even then, it was 400 a month Easy. for rent. Just for a room. Yeah, and so they had then had an allowance then of £50 a week, mm -hmm. which was just brutal, but that's all they, they could mm -hmm. afford. Um, so that's what we did. And uh, my mum and dad, bless them, like they gave in one of their retirement plans, um, which was really hard. Um, and... Yeah, and, and they supported me for those three years, and so did my brothers. Um, and so that's what happened there, and, and it was really great, actually. Like, obviously, I, it was the hardest three years ever. Yeah. It, when, when people ask me, it's like, it was the most amazing three years, but it was also like living in, it was like being in prison. Like, yeah, of course, because you're so consumed with just yeah, that. That is all you know. Yeah, like, you're, you're isolated, and also little things like, you've got to be a blank canvas, so when you get there, the first thing you say is, or they tell you mm. is, you've got to get rid of your identity as it is. Yeah. You've got to fit in. You've all got to be as one. Um, and as creative people, that's really that's hard. hard. So, like, for the women, for instance, you can't wear a drop of makeup for three years. Um, wow. If it's seen on you, wet wipe straight off. You can't wear any piercings. You can't paint your nails. You can't have any quirky hair. You can't dye your hair. Your hair's got to be your natural colour. And you've got to wear black every single day. Yeah, it's like that now at some colleges that I teach and that I've been to. They have to wear black for every lesson. Oh, really? And I'm always like, but surely we want people to be able to be comfortable being them. Not yeah, like yeah, we shouldn't be saying that you all have to be the same. Because yeah. surely that's not what we're aiming for yeah, yeah. out of this. No, I know. But then I, but I, but I get it in drama school because like 
acting, you've got to take on a character that isn't you. Yes. So what they do is, the first year, they strip you of you, mm -hmm. which, again, mentally, is really horrible. Yeah. Um, so they strip you of you, and so you can be a, basically, yeah, a blank page, and then you can put all these stories that aren't yours onto this page. Mm -hmm. So you can learn how to adapt into another character, into another role, and take on someone else's story and be able to portray it mm. you know, truly and, and authentic as possible without you influencing it. Yeah. Then the second year, they teach you how to bring the two and two together. So then you hear about, you know, Strasbourg, Meisner, all these different acting mm -hmm. techniques. Um, and then the third year is when you can then bring your own identity and then become different and and unique and, and find yourself again. So is this three year period is just like yeah. up and down, really brutal, but then amazing. It's, it's yeah, it's difficult. And also, so you, did you enjoy it? Oh, it, yeah, it was amazing. And, and you meet, there's only 30 of you, and you're all picked because you're different from the other. So you're not in mm. competition with anyone without yeah. those three years. Because even if there is someone that looks like you, you're from a complete different area in the UK. Yeah. So again, your casting is completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and they become your family, you know, and, I, and we're still family today. And because we go through so much, because even there's practice, um, so we call it like a motion week. So one week you have to be like crying more week. So yeah. you have monologues that are like really sad and you have to you have to have your own monologue prepared about yourself yeah. and share it with these with these people, with your friends and about something maybe traumatic that's happened to you so yeah. that you can cry and you can experience that emotion. Then you have laughter week. Yeah. So everything's about fun and jokes Happy. and being able to laugh on tap and da -da -da. and then there's like anger. So all of this you see some of your friends like stuff comes out of them that you're yeah. like whoa like you're obviously holding that in yeah so you know it was amazing At i the guess end of it's the about being able to pull from your own life experiences mm. and learning how to do that mm. so say i want you to be Susie, and you're gonna cry because your cat died yeah but beth has cats never died you mm -hmm. have to pull something from your background no that's to, exactly why they to do make it. it relate yeah it's so that it's true it's mm. not because when people say oh, i don't understand um, so, for instance, I'll, I, I, you know, if I'm in a piece or I'm doing some filming or I'm in a theatre, I can cry. Mm. But people will say, well, cry then, cry now. And it's like, mm. no, it's not like that. It's yeah. not like I can just turn it on. Yeah. I've got to be in it and I, in, I will cry because I'll, I'll pull it from something that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. or, and when I laugh, it, I'll truly find something funny in the piece mm. because it will come yeah. from something that Sincere. I found hysterical. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then the three years are up and you're thrown out there into the big bad world, into the industry. Um, but you are prepared. Yeah. You know, they tell you that it's going to be really tough. Do they help you meet agents and stuff when you leave? Yeah, so what they do is we did a big showcase at the Criterion Theatre in mm -hmm. Piccadilly Circus and they invite agents. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing because I, I did have a tough time my third year. Like, there was definitely favourites. Yeah, yeah, of That's course. That's what I do think is unfair. And, you know, they get all the, they, they call them part A. So it's like a lead part, part B, part C. And I yeah. was like, why am I getting all these part Cs? Like, why am I, you know. And yeah, why I, aren't I the lead yeah, role? And I never, ever got any great opportunities in my third year. And that really upset me. Um, and so when my showcase came, I, was, I felt really, really insecure. Because mm -hmm. um, there was just these favourites that really you know, had their opportunities and their platform to shine. Mm. But I was just overwhelmed. I remember finished the showcase, so we did like two days. Mm -hmm. On my first day, got phone calls, looked at my phone, had all of these voicemails from all of these agents. Yeah, sick. Was able to line all of these interviews up over two days, going back to back. It was just amazing. And then I could choose like which one. And then you, could, you know, you obviously know the agents, who they're with, who yeah. they work with. 
do a so, bit of research on them. Yeah, um, and, and the, you know, the school helped me with that. Got my first audition for, for Stella um, as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really at the Spotlight Center in Leicester Square. So that was like a great yeah. experience. Got signed with my agent. Um, and then it was just like roll on from there. Um, then it was like another new chapter because the audition process and the casting process is just like so hard. Yeah. Um, but my, my first year was really successful mm -hmm. and um, I was like, oh, this is what the life's like, it's great. You know, when I got parts in Our Girl, Skins, um, I did. I came back here, did a lot of stuff. Yeah, so TV stuff. It was all TV yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, and that was amazing. And then, like, the following year, I had, like, a sketch on Casualty. Mm -hmm. And it was just really great, and loads of things were coming in. But then it just dried up. Yeah. Was your goal uh, to act more than to sing, or was it... No, for me, it was. it's always been both. Like, my heart's in both, and I, and I want to constantly do both. Because I want to be an all-round mm -hmm. performer. And, I, and also, for me, like... Acting, singing, dancing, they're all forms of, of telling a story. Yeah, expression. Yeah, um, and, and it's a connection, and I think they all connect really well. But for me, it was like, which one will give me the platform first mm -hmm. to then do the other? Yeah. And at that time, I was getting a lot of work TV-wise, acting. But in the background, um, well, there was, there's a parallel story going on here. So when I moved to London, it was obviously, again, for my music as well. Yeah. And the weird thing was, I my first week in London, I was like, right, I want to go to um, Notting Hill, yeah. where they have um, Portobello Road, because nice. I love Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, and I was what like, a great right. film. Yeah, and obviously, like, as a little Welsh girl, like, you see all these places that you see in all your movies that you yeah. love growing up, and I wanted to go. So I went to Portobello Road, and um, I was on the Tube, and I was like looking at, because obviously new to the Tube as well, I was like, right, how do I get back to Woodgreen? That's where I was living. Um, and weirdly, there was this guy next to me who turned, and I was like, I know that guy. He was one of the guys who put investment into me when I was younger, uh -huh. who, again, I would have lost contact with. And I was just like, oh, my God. And obviously, I've grown up so much. He's not going to recognize me. Yeah, he's me. not going to realize this. And he followed a me. A 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And he followed me. He's like, Beth. I was like, Mark. Yeah. He said, what? <laughs> what are you doing here? And then I said, and he said, I lost contact with everyone. What happened? I was like, well... Mickey passed away, so everything yeah. was shut down. So we started working together, and I was like, I'm going to be in London definitely for three years. I'm currently at drama school. Mm -hmm. I said, I, I want to write my own music. I really want to produce, because I, I did um, music engineering for A-level. Oh, sick. Yeah, so I was like, I want to produce my own stuff. I want to write my own things. I don't want to sing other people's songs, other people's stories. So um, he put me in and out of some studios in London during my, my three years I was doing that, writing. Mm -hmm. Um, created some demos, then I was like, right, plan of attack. This is going into my second year now. And I was like, okay, I need to get hold of this one woman who I remember working with me. And she managed at the time, Katie Manoa. Mm -hmm. um, and she'd done a lot of work with Mariah Carey when she was over here in the UK. And I was like, I need to get back in contact with her. How am I going to find her? So I was on the internet looking. Then obviously, Mark, I told him, and I was like, you must remember if you all work together. She was like, go through my old contact books from a couple of years ago. So he found her full name, address. Sick. So I got in contact with her, sent her my demos, told her what had happened, because um, obviously, like, I think two and a half years had gone by. So she was really happy that I found her. Um, so then we, she set up a meeting. Mm -hmm. She was like, right, um, I want you to meet this A&R woman who develops artists. So met with then Diane, 
um, and they both said they wanted to joint manage me. Yeah. So they said, um, you know, just concentrate on your three years of training at the moment. In the meantime, just keep writing, keep working with different musicians. Mm -hmm. Then when I finish drama school, um, just start working with collaborating, really. Yeah. So I finished drama school. And it was that, that's why it was amazing, you know. I was having all this acting work going on. Yeah. And then I was working with these fantastic musicians, creating what I thought was like this killer album. But again, you know, that's hard, you know, because you you have to balance and, and work with a diff lot of different egos, and they have their sound and the of way they course. want to do it. But you want you want to be true to you. Yeah. But you you do want to obviously you need when you're breaking into the industry you need a specific sound at first. Yeah, and you need to also adapt to the people who are. I guess above you and if they yeah. have a specific thing they want you to do sometimes you've got to bite the bullet and go yeah you yeah. know what I'm gonna do what you want to get me in the door and then when you're in the door then mm. it's time for you to play yeah how you want to play and I was working with people that you know had written with Sting and stuff like that and it, so it was amazing and that, I would find myself going okay yeah yeah good on that route but then what I ended up with was like a catalogue of music that didn't fit into a genre exactly and then what my problem was people didn't know where to place me mm -hmm. Because you know you're a product at the end of the day, and yeah. they didn't know where they could put me. So I was thinking, oh my god, that took me two years, and that was really hard to hear. Um, and then for the past few years, it's literally just been struggle. Mm -hmm. I was in London. I'd finished drama school, and I, I was I had like five jobs. I woke up at five, um, went working Canary Wharf in the morning, giving out um, property papers. Mm -hmm. Then I would travel to East London. Start my shift there, I was working with, as an SEN teacher. So I was working with children with autism, doing music therapy, mm -hmm. drama therapy. Um, then I would finish that job, then I would go into Central, and I was working um, in, I was waitressing basically, but I was working for a company that would do all these events. I was doing the yeah. Brits, television awards. So I felt like I was really, I was like there, but I was not that person like just cleaning up there. the table. Yeah. Like, what? You're in, you're in the place you want to be, but not doing the thing exactly. you want to do. Exactly, and the, nobody cares. Like people, you know, they just elbow you out the way. Like it's really tough. Um, so, so I was just having to juggle paying my rent, paying mm -hmm. my bills. Um, you know, getting by, trying not even living really, just getting by. Yeah, then, surviving. Then, yeah, then going to auditions um, every week, learning new material, then getting through the rounds. Sometimes I would get through six rounds, and it between between me and one other. They'll get a no. Yeah. Then Which is something else. It's actually it's there's something encouraging about that mm. because you're like, okay, I know I'm good enough. Mm. But then it's always I always found when I got to that stage where they go, mm, no, just not right for it. And I'm like, what am I the fuck are you wasting yeah. my time? Why have I been here this long? Or what what was wrong with it so I can make it yeah, work? Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm a big believer in like obviously I have mo moments where I get really down and I'm mm -hmm. just like you can get really negative and think, what is the point? Yeah. But I'll always finish with, do you know what? You're in the room. Yeah. And that's what's amazing because it's you never mindset. ever know what it's gonna lead to. Mm -hmm. The more people that you can get in front of, they remember you. Mm -hmm. Or even if, you know, they could think of you as something else, which is which has actually happened recently, you know, yeah. they think of you, oh, okay, you're not right for this, but I like you for something else. For and another then job, yeah. You always have to think of that. You just it's a great opportunity, you're getting in the room and that's what it's all about. You know, actually this industry is pretty small. And yeah. so by you just connecting and networking and going in and preparing and doing your best, if you're not right for it, it doesn't matter. You, you've got in the room and yeah. you've been seen by some incredible industry people. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's just all experience. It's just toughening you up constantly, constantly. 
Um, because even like I was watching, have you seen the new film Stan and Ollie? No, not yet. I watched, I started watching it the other night and I was like, even them, what? They were like 30s, 40s, mm -hmm. absolutely huge. Everyone knows Lauren and Hardy, they're mm -hmm. iconic. But you see this journey that nobody's shown. And yeah. when they were in their 40s, they took a real career knock. Then they spent the next 20 years trying to get out there again. Then they were mm -hmm. playing in, in Newcastle in this little, little hall and three people were there in their audience and they're still having to graft and hustle. Yeah, and it's they're like, doing it as if there's 3,000 people. Yeah, there. and it's like, it's like, that's what it's like. Like as soon as you get it in your head that you're always going to be hustling, you're mm -hmm. always going to be grafting, then you're okay with it. Yeah. I think for a long time I had that mindset of, oh, we'll just be going through this hardship right now and as soon as you get a job and then, and then, and then, then it's, it's all going to be easy and then you just do what you love explode doing. Explode and it's yeah. going to be, yeah. But it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be hard, I think, because yeah. um, the industry is and it's changing all the time. But, so for me, you know, it's, it's just like there, that positivity of just, you're just in, in the room and it's good. But, yeah. you know, the, there's times like, I was saying to a friend of mine the other day, I very rarely go, you, you can't go on holiday, can you? Well, like, no, because I, I, I go on three-day holidays. My girlfriend's yeah. like, let's go away for two weeks. I'm like, eh. You can't. Three days? Yeah, <laughs> three days. And it has to be last yeah. minute. Yeah, Spain? Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. Cornwall? So it's like, I know. <laughs> Port Albert? <Yeah>, Cardiff? <laughs> so I just never, ever go away. And then it's like the times that I have... Of course, I've had a call back for something yeah. or I've been up for an audition. Mm -hmm. So I've had to cut it short, pay double of what I've already paid to get back. Yeah. You know, and then you're stressed and you don't have any time to learn the stuff. And it's just... It happened oh. to me so many times when I lived in LA. Mm. I'd come home and they'd be like, uh, there's a woman called Amy Allen who used to choreograph for Jason Derulo. And she's like, wow. I landed off the plane, looked at my phone. And she's like, can you make an audition tomorrow? As long as you're there, you've got the job. And I was like, nope. Uh, <laughs> you can't do it. Like, I know. Just spent all my money flying back. I'm not coming back oh. again. And it's one of those, isn't it? Like, yeah, and you, then you beat yourself up because then yeah. you're just like... But then at the same time, it's like you get promised so much yeah. sometimes in this... Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of the time in this industry, you get promised so much, then you yeah. count on it and you put all your eggs in one basket and then it doesn't follow through. And you're like... Yeah. So uh, I always had that part of me which didn't want to fly back because I was like, until it's yeah. written down mm. on paper, there's mm. been so many times I've been unofficially yeah. promised a job and it's not followed through I'm so skeptical and I've learned not to put all my eggs in one basket and to be yeah. like okay have trust in them and faith but like still be prepared to you yeah. know to, for it to fail or to have to pursue another option do you know what I mean yeah I think that's an amazing way to think because I, I never used to think like that I used to just be like no you've got to do whatever comes your way and blah, blah. Uh, but then I literally only as of recently I just thought to myself from now on when I, if I've booked a holiday, mm -hmm. then I'm going, I'm going, going to it. go on that holiday yeah. and I'm going to enjoy it. And if anything comes up in that week, well, it it's not meant to be, be because there's been times, even um, last summer, just before I went up for, for The Voice, um, Gloria Estefan, they're doing this new um, musical, mm -hmm. hasn't started yet. And uh, I thought, oh, I'll be perfect for it. But I got the call as soon as I booked my flights mm -hmm. and I was like, are you kidding me? But I spent, I had to cut it short for one. Mm -hmm. And I spent my four days that I was away learning these. I had three songs to learn, plus a new song of mm -hmm. my own, um, but something that fit that genre. I had to do prepare four scenes, prepare a Cuban slash American accent. Nice. Prepare, um, yeah. For a while, there was, Yeah, Killing there was it. choreography. I had to prepare a dance routine. What the hell? Like, yeah. And then I went there, and my flight was cancelled. So I basically had one hour sleep within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. It cost me £600 to get to the audition. 
Um, and I got in, I was like shaking because I hadn't slept. I was nervous and I, because I put everything on it, because I was like, I've just spent 600 pounds that yeah, I don't I, have. I need this. I've cut my holiday short, yeah. And I was like, I need, and I was desperate. So what did I do? Walked in, they picked the one song that I was, you know, not, uh, kept getting wrong towards the end of the song. Mm. So then I was thinking, I'm gonna get, go wrong, gonna go wrong. Yeah. My first line, missed the beat coming in. And yeah. you know, they're not forgiving. No, not at so, all. So missed the beat coming in. Then I was on edge and I was like, oh my God, they think I'm not professional. I'm not so my mind just was blown yeah. and I and I screwed it up. But we all and had then, those. Yeah, and then I was like got on the train and I was shamelessly crying on the mm -hmm. train back to Carnival. <laughs> I was just like, do you know what? I'm not, from now on, it, like I said, if I go on a holiday then, because I know that unless I've got the time to really put into something, mm -hmm then it's not going to work anyway. No. And I'm just going to feel dreadful afterwards. Yeah. And I'm not going to put the best me in that room. Yeah. And I, I always think what I've learned is, and I never used to do this, you need to take time for yourself and to invest in you as a human and not just you as an artist. I always found I put so much time and yeah, pressure yeah, yeah. on myself as a as a performer and as a yeah. dancer, and I never took care of myself as a human. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I used to, I used to go to the, I'd be like, right, I've got to go hiking, I've got to take three classes, yeah. I've got to go to the gym, and none of this was to make me a better person. Mm -hmm. It was to make me a better performer yeah. or a better product. I wasn't going to the gym to be healthy. I was going to the gym to look good so I could book that job shirtless. Yeah. And as soon as I changed my whole like uh, perspective on on how what's going to be best for me. Mm. I was like, right, well, how am I going to be a better person? And then by me becoming a better person, I'm going to be a better product. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because no, I, I'm I agree, the driver yeah. of the product. Exactly, yeah. You know I'm glad I mean? you said Because I, I was thinking yesterday, I, was, I can't remember who I was speaking to, but I was thinking, at the end of the day, it's, it's you and only you. Yeah. And people sometimes don't understand what you've got to do or, or how you've got to prepare your mindset. And you've got to have so much discipline, mm -hmm. but in order to have that discipline, you've got to be in the right mindset mm -hmm. and your mentality is everything in this industry. Like, so you've got to be so strong, but to do that, you've got to be happy and content and you've got to be, you know, be at one with yourself. And it's like, you have to have that balance. Yeah, you've got to love yourself and you've got to trust yourself yeah. and know that what's right will come to you mm. and you will get what's right. And if you get a no, like, yeah. that's fine. Like. I feel like we beat ourselves up so much when we get rejected from stuff. But yeah. this whole career that we've chose as entertainers, 99.9% .9 of it is no's. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, for every yeah. yes, there's yeah, been 50 yeah, yeah. no's. Yeah, mate, but, yeah, so you know true. I mean? But all they do is build you to be stronger and better. And actually, learning how to take those no's as a dancer and as a performer, they really carried over well into life as well. Because then when yeah. you face struggles and hardships as a person, you go... I've got through things like this before. Bit oh, different, yes. But, you know, yeah, always. Like, you learn wow. how to carry that skill that you've required over yeah. into you as a person and your personal life, I guess, as well as yeah. just being in your um, in your profession. What I find, people who've had a really hard personal life and gone mm -hmm. through lots of hardships, they really strive in their professional life because yeah. there's nothing to hold them back. Because, like, I've yeah. got a friend, Matt Day, who's in LA, um, he's from LA, he has a very hard life. He's had a very rough upbringing, yeah. he's brought up as a gangbanger, wow. like, you know, lots of drugs in his family, yeah. lots of, like, violence, mm -hmm. like, you know, his friends being murdered, yeah. he's been through so much. His career is, like, skyrocketed. I've never wow. seen anything like it. Like, there is nothing that can stop yeah. him because he's so... He's fearless. He's fearless. Because there's he's nothing gone to, through the worst of there's it. There's nothing yeah. to lose and it's not mm. going to get any worse for him. And I'm always like, touche, my friend. Like, yeah. how to make the best of shit stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like... He's carried that skill over. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that. Like, people will say to me, you know, like, oh, you're so chilled. Like, how come you're not getting stressed? And it's like, 
I do, but I feel like because of the struggles that I've gone through and and all the personal stuff, there are you know this, the, the personal side. I don't mean like not getting the job or things like that. I mean like sometimes the lifestyle that can come with it. Mm -hmm. So I remember you know there would be times when when I was having to live off fifty pound a week, mm. and um, I would just have to live off like beans yeah. on toast. Yeah, I used to live on and box of wheat a bit. Yeah, and I remember once as well. You know, I, could, I didn't have money to get on the bus, and it was like two pound fifty. And I was, I so walked for two hours. Yeah. Like in the early hours of the morning, you know, it's still, it's just things like that that really. Then you're just like other things just don't seem that big a deal. No. Um, and you know, losses that you experience, maybe like being humiliated on on a, on, mm -hmm. on some sort of scale, you just. You can learn to adapt and overcome things, but I do think as well it's important to try and have um, a life at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's I don't know. I think you'd probably agree that's something that takes a long time. A long time to, like, to understand learn and, yeah, and trust yourself yeah. to be able to go go and do something for you, not just for yeah. Your it's job. like to change your vo vocab, so it's not like oh I'll do that when, or I'll be yeah. happy when, or I'll have that when, or I'll go on those holidays when. It's like you got to get rid of that. Yeah. Like, there, there might, there's no when. Yeah. You just got to try and have this balance. And that when like, always changes. Yeah, otherwise, like always. I, I remember always going oh when I like my dream job is to dance for Alexandra Burke. Yeah. Like boom, first job yeah. out of college, Alexandra Burke. Mm. Oh, what am I chasing now? X Factor. Yes. Boom, next job was X yeah. Factor. What am I chasing now? Want to move to LA? Boom, move to LA. Yeah. Oh, what's my next? Like, it, it's always going to change. No, so always, never pinpoint yeah. a pinnacle moment is what's going to define you or make you yeah. happy because it it doesn't. Like, yeah. and it, as maybe <laughs> soul destroying as that sounds. No, you know I know. What I mean? yeah, There's like, always a next phase. Because you just be quite empty then. Because yeah. you're just like, oh. Well, which is what we find at the moment, um, mm. which is a big topic at the moment with all these like uh, celebrities in quotations, you know, like this muggy mic, which goes on like a TV show. They expect their yeah. life to be drastically changed and they don't end up happy yeah. because of it. And that's a common thing we're finding. And within entertainers and stuff, like uh, we lost a dancer in the dance community last week. He um, committed oh suicide. He's 26, you know, like, Jesus. I don't know what was, like, what depressed him, but everyone would go, look at his life, like, oh my God, he's one of the best dancers in the country. Oh, he's living no. the dream. Yeah. You know, we, we put too much pressure on ourselves. What well, is like... We um, expect that to fulfill us. Yeah, it's like uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. What, like, this genius um, c comedian mm. um, makes everybody laugh, brings joy to everyone, and yet, mm. deep down, he's de dealing with depression his whole life and, yeah. and bipolar and, and ends his life... Is, is so unhappy that he ends his life like you know I, I get it it's just it's just finding that that balance and yeah it is hard but that's why i think i really salute things like this like that you're doing that you've created this because mm. they're so beneficial for people to hear and listen because sometimes you are in this industry you are on your own mm -hmm. and um it can get quite lonely sometimes um, and sometimes you think is it just me that's feeling this it's just me is going through this yeah but it's not no and sometimes, yeah, like, yeah. like social media, mm -hmm. it's 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 great, but it's also horrific. Oh, as soon because, as you compare yourself to someone else, yeah, it's like, just it's a constant showreel, and it's just like you only put up the good stuff, but it's always. so then you're thinking, well, they're really happy, oh, they're getting this, or they're doing that. Well, no, you know, yeah. there was months when I wasn't happy, there was months when I didn't get it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's, that, well, that's the point. I don't want everyone to see uh, Beth, who's on the Voice, mm -hmm. and they'll go, oh my god, like. She's she's just got this. Oh, she's so yeah. lucky together. There's no luck. Like it's not luck. No. Like you've worked your ass off since the age of twelve, mm. and you've been through so many ups and downs to get to this point in your career that like mm. it's earned. Mm. You know what I mean? It's deserved, and it's not just all joy and yeah. skipping all the way. Like it comes with struggle, and 
just to prepare people for that and not to yeah. bring like a negative look on it and to be the Debbie Downer, no, but no, just, just to be realistic about yeah. it. Yeah, and that's really, really important. Because it's even like, you know, I, I hadn't had any theatre work since mm -hmm. drama school. So maybe that was like five years of no theatre work, which is what I love most. And then, you know, so I could have thrown the towel in and thought, well, that's never going to happen. But then last year, I got the lead in a new play, new mm. writing, um, it was up north, and yeah. now there's there's hope and talk of it maybe being transferred to the West End, and it won Best Musical at the, at the Theatre Awards. And so, you know, that's incredible, and that was an amazing experience. Mm. And then from that, you know, other things have led from that. And even with The Voice, obviously people are seeing all the great stuff, mm -hmm. but it's really hard, and yeah. even before going up for it, I'm, I think I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. Even before <laughs> going up for it, I was like absolutely petrified. My audition was here in Cardiff at the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. Nice. Um, and even that went in and I was just, and also like I, there's this stigma around, at the end of the day, you know, it's reality TV. Yeah. Massive stigma around it. And um, you see the X Factor and you hear all the rumors and the stories mm -hmm. and and I was a bit like, oh, what's it? Is it going to try and change me? Um, you know, is is what are people going to say about me? I'm putting myself out there on a platform for people to judge, to criticise, and, and, and yeah, to, to tear I, you apart. Can I, can I take it? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a sensitive person. Like, oh, like. But then I thought to myself, last year I said, right, I'm going to give myself a whole year of doing nothing but saying yes, mm -hmm. and just going for it and not overanalyzing. So when that came up, I was like, I told myself, I'm just going to go for it and just just not even think. So, you know, I did. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because it's been nothing but positive, to be honest. Like, the team that, that are behind the scenes, mm -hmm. oh, my God, they're incredible. The care, even the aftercare, mm -hmm. you know, like, and they really care about you as an artist, which is what I was really worried about. I didn't want to be a puppet on a string. I yeah. didn't want to... Be which turned is, into something that I'm not. Which is dope that you say that because I know a lot of people which have been on The Voice and on X Factor mm. and everyone that goes on The Voice always says that and everyone that goes on really? X Factor and yeah. the, uh, sorry if people are going to be like you shouldn't say that I don't yeah. care I'm here to tell the truth mm. everyone that goes on X Factor like I knew Leon Jackson quite well right, yeah. who won it never yeah. did anything because they yeah. saw a different vision than he wanted same difference same thing yeah. Alexandra Burke same thing oh, like no. they all got let go because they didn't do the vision that they wanted, they didn't care about them as an artist, whereas The Voice, I do mm -hmm. feel like that they actually do care about you as an artist yeah. and they help you go in the and direction I, you and want. And I think, you know, there's a lot of stories in the tabloids say, yeah, but where's the successes from The Voice? Well, one, it hasn't really been going that, that long over mm -hmm. here. Um, and two, I think it is because they care about the musicians and the artists. And that takes a long time sometimes to develop and put yourself out there and create these albums. It's not a sort of factory machine. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not like other shows. Yeah. And I also think that it's down to you, yourself, mm -hmm. um, and they just support that. And so I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And, and yeah, I just, and also like the opportunities that have, that have happened. So my whole life, I, I'm really into mood boards. I think it's really important because mm -hmm. I think what you see is really important around you, the energy that you have around you, friends that you have in your life, like all of this is so important. Mm -hmm. And um, so on my mood board has always been a picture of Tom Jones. And my whole life I've always said to one person, which is my mum, because um, I don't want to say it to other people, because one, I think, I don't want to 
I don't want my dreams to be crushed. I don't want people to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. and sometimes you've got to protect your dreams. Yeah, yeah. You've got to not talk about them, brag about them. You just got to focus on them and hope hope that they'll come true. And mm -hmm. and so one of one of the dreams that I protected was singing a duet with Tom Jones. Mm. And uh, I only ever told my mum. And and then it happened. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it. And it was it was during a year that I was I was thinking to myself, this might be the last year that I'm that I'm giving my all to this. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen if something substantial takes place, and uh, and then it happened, and I was just like, "Is this really happening? What mm. on earth?" And the one person that was there to see it was my mum, and yeah, she was the only sick. person that knew. So it was that connection, and um, it was just crazy. And I never, and I didn't even think that would happen because he didn't even turn for me. Yeah. So for it was bizarre how that happened, but brilliant singing. at the same time. I remember watching it, being like, "Yes, oh God, sick, <laughs> sick." <laughs> Because I remember seeing you at the gym and you were like, I've got a secret yeah. to tell you. And you're yeah, like, I'm yeah, on the yeah. show. And I was like, amazing, our little yeah, secret. Yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. great news. Because we talk about work yeah. a lot and, you know, what we're up to and stuff. Yeah. And then I remember watching it being like, this is fucking sick. Like, this is Tom Jones. Do you know what I mean? It was amazing. It was like, I just couldn't sleep that night. I was on such a high. But that's another thing, you know, like, you need to look after your, your mental state because the, the highs and lows are so far, like... They're so drastic. Yeah. You... Static um, high, like loving life, like like you're in this one wild party. Mm -hmm. Then the lows can just be extreme, like yeah. it's from one extreme to the other. So, um, but yeah, that night was just one of those extremes. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, like staring out the window, like a little geek, like did yeah. that really happen? It's, it, it, it is interesting with like you know you said there's a stigma about the reality TV shows and stuff and yeah. stuff, which there mm -hmm. is. But I also believe like people go, okay, so we can go, oh, where's the successes which have come from the Voice or where are the stars? Mm -hmm. But I think you shouldn't look at it as they're not trying to make you a star. They're giving you a platform. No. They're giving you a platform to build yourself on. Like yeah. they're putting you in the public eye, and then it goes. Then it's like it's down to you to how you're going to yeah. build it from there. And that's what it is. And I, th I think, um, yeah, definitely. So if you, if you work hard and you're a hustler, sometimes you just need that platform. Yeah. And that's what I was really hoping for. I just thought I just need a platform. I just need a chance. Mm -hmm. Just someone give me a chance that you know, will open doors for me and I will kick those doors down. Like, and and I'm just, you know, I'm so grateful for, I, I to be honest, I just thought maybe I'll get as far as the battles, but I'm gonna give it my everything. And I have been <laughs> on a roller coaster with it. And now people have been like, oh, she's the underdog, like what? But it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, every time I go out there, I'm putting my all on that stage. Yeah, and like you said, and you're in the room. Yeah, you're <laughs> in the room, you've got five million people. I think so far it's getting like five and a half million views each time. Like, what, what, you know, when are you ever going to get that opportunity? Yeah. It's such a, so I was just like, this is a great opportunity. It's primetime TV. I mean, the people that you're meeting on it, the opportunities you're getting, the fact that I'm, I've been mentored by Jennifer Hudson. We've had like one-on-one -on -one chats, Tom Jones mm -hmm. being on Team Tom. I mean, the steal, the fact that he stole me was just yeah, incredible, you know? Um, and, and the people that I'm with and working with, it's, it's crazy. Um, and now, I don't know, did you see last Saturday's show? Uh, you seen I've it I haven't seen the whole show, I just watched your your okay. clips. So basically what's I happened... I just YouTube you and The Voice and watch all your yeah. catch-ups. So what's happened now is, so I was put with um, Cedric, who is already you know a great West End star. He's, yeah. am he's amazing, he was in Motown, mm -hmm. he's just incredible. And I do feel his voice is, to be honest, there is a voice that comes along every few generations. Like, yeah. He's literally Stevie Wonder. His voice yeah. is incredible. Um, so it was between me, Cedric, and Ayanam. Ayanam's sort of like this Bill Withers feel, mm -hmm. but he's 
extremely nervous, like shakes when he performs and stuff. Mm. But I think that's nice because it gives people hope. You don't have to be this massive extrovert yeah. to do this, you know. Um, but anyway, so, so obviously you can only choose one. So Tom chose Cedric to put mm. through. So now they've introduced this wild card. Mm -hmm. So the public uh, get to vote and bring one person back. Okay. So um, they call it the lifeline vote. Nice. And so the lines were open on Saturday for two hours. Yeah. Between half past nine to half past eleven. Yeah. Um, and uh, so now. Because I did see you post yeah. on Saturday something about like vote the lifelines, but obviously yeah. I have my show Saturday, so I, that's I why I don't watch. Yeah, that's yeah, why I don't yeah. watch the show. Yeah, and lo loads of my friends yeah. weren't able to watch and stuff, and obviously I can't say what's going on because yeah. that was recorded, pre-recorded like a few weeks ago. Uh -huh. um, but so now it's just like we're all like sitting ducks, like waiting to see which one yeah. got that lifeline vote. Um, but do you know what? I gave my all on that performance and yeah. I said to myself, if that is my last performance, yeah. one, you know, I've got so far and yeah. that's just incredible alone. Two, um, I've the support that I've had, I've had more support now, more like love, support, care, more people retweeting, more people putting, yeah. than I've had in my pr all my previous yeah. rounds. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been, it's literally and People are getting to see you more, you know, people yeah, yeah, get yeah. to relate to you the more time yeah. you get and you know you've been doing radio shows and stuff yeah. and this is like the same thing the point of this it's not yeah. about just knowing you as a singer it's about knowing you as a person as soon as they yeah. relate to you they like you more yeah because you know I, I think that's what that's another thing you know when I, I, I think when, when I think back to that guy when he said that comment like Jesus he's like you're too old you passed it and I now I'm you know I'm 29 now and um I'm, if I would have done this show even a year ago, I would not have been ready for any of the stuff that's come with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I spent, you know, because I, I, I left London because it was so hard and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to move back to Cardiff. Um, and I, I left Cardiff when I was 19, so mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to move back to Cardiff. And that was scary. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone. All my friends have had to leave Wales mm -hmm. to be doing what they want to be yeah, doing. So they're all over do. the world. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, and, and I think sometimes it's really important to have people that are in the industry with you around you. And I was like, I'm not going to have that in Cardiff. Like, what mm. am I going to do? Like, no one's going to understand. Like, um, but I moved back, and it was the best decision ever mm -hmm. because I was able to have a life, also put all of my efforts into my auditions. And not into your effort into being stressed about paying yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't, I actually wasn't lonely. I was more lonely when I was in London yeah. than, I, than I am here. It's such a great circle. Everyone's mm -hmm. just really warm, really supportive. It's been the best decision. And the past two years, I've done so much more with everything. But also, I've taken time to, to develop my craft. Mm -hmm. So like you mentioned earlier, started taking dance lessons. I was like, right, I want to be, I want to be able to perform. I want to be able to, to tell a story in a certain way. So started doing, you know, taking dance lessons, really working on my stage presence. Mm -hmm. uh, started vocal coaching. Had never had vocal coaching before. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> started vocal coaching. Um, started just even things like, I had time to research and to watch people and to go uh, go to the theater more and, and engage and just learn again. Yeah. Um, and also, I took time out because I was like, I need to get my head straight yeah. and I need to be strong. So I started going to the gym and mm -hmm. start, gave myself a program, a diet, really changed my lifestyle Taking drastically. Taking care of you as a person. Yeah. Which makes you the which better just, product. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've really turned my life around in these past two years with everything that I've been doing. And, and I have had a strict regime, but I've had rest. Mm -hmm. I chill out. 
Um, I see family, I see friends more. I've just, I feel like I've finally got a balance. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of money in the bank. I don't really care about yeah, that. It's got loads of experience. Money comes and goes, like whatever. But, and if one, yeah. people want to judge me by, yeah, you wealth, know, materialistic, wealth, wealth then whatever. Wealth is health and experience, not, yeah. not money in the bank. But I've got money to, to, to you know, see, see the people I want to see, do the things I want to do, travel when I need to for auditions and work. And, mm -hmm. and I've been really lucky and the work that I've had, like I was doing Warren with Martin Clunes and that was filmed here. And then when I was doing the theatre gig, that was up north. But because, you know, you don't really have to be in London. You know, no. you can live wherever you want. I think we're really lucky like that yeah. now. And and I wouldn't have been ready for the voice because I wouldn't have been prepared in myself. Mm -hmm. And I, and like you say, like the way you want to be portrayed, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's everything's thought of carefully. And I just thought maybe last year I would have been put on front. I would have been been um, not myself and mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had the confidence but from doing the theatre gig that I did earlier in the year that gave me confidence in myself the people I was around um, and also I think growing up you, yeah. you, you get to know who you are well, you, you believe in yourself more you're more comfortable within your yeah, own skin you, you, you care yeah. about things which you well, you don't care about things before yeah. which really bothered you about yourself yeah. you know what I mean like I always used to be like, like me at 20 still cared the fact that I had ginger hair and I was different to everyone ridiculous me yeah. at 28 goes Cool. Love that makes me yeah, different. Makes like, it's quite different. rare, actually. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. whole different perspective. Just yeah. you know what I mean, and it's no, so same. such a simple thing. Yeah, yeah, same. Like little things. Like me, I've got, I've always had like a problem with the fact that I'm like really small and petite, and, and now mm. I'm like that makes me who I am. Like yeah. you know, and I and I rock it. So it's like little things like that, um, and getting to know my voice and character, and mm. little things like I snort when I laugh back years yeah. ago like oh god I get so now I just embrace it because yeah. it's just like whatever I find something absolutely hilarious yeah. and all these little things that you, I used to get really bugged about I used to worry about or people used to put me down for and now the things that people are commenting on that yeah. the viewers are saying but, that's what we love about her yeah and it's because now you, so you embrace it and you empower it yeah and everyone's saying these things about me that I've always wanted a B, but I never mm. ever thought I was. So it's like people are using these statements like she is a diva, she's a powerhouse, mm. she's strong, she's inspiring, mm. she she's content in who she is, she's classy, she's a fit. There's all these things, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. But that's because that's that's what I've been working on, you know. Yeah. I've been working on all these things, and now like the last show that I did on the weekend, everyone's saying this her stage presence, she commands yeah, the stage, it. and and I'm just like. Oh my God! You know, I, I had. Look mesmerized. <laughs> Do you know what? Good him and old. him and Will are just so supportive of yeah. me. The stuff they say and the confidence they give me is mm. just amazing. People used to stop me in the street when Ollie was on X Factor yeah. and they thought I was Ollie Murs. I thought it was hilarious. Oh my God, really? Mm. I thought <laughs> I had a bit of a chubby face going on in the same haircut. <laughs> and he's like, Ollie, and I'd be like, Nope. That is so no. funny. <laughs> I don't think you look anything alike. No, that but old mad. pictures, I go, oh, okay, I kind of see oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just great. Like, even, like, I used to have mood boards of, like, Beyonce and J-Lo, like, mm. their performances and the way they would. And I just have them, like, Tina Turner, like, her, like, strong, like, stage presence with her mm -hmm. legs and the way. Yeah. And it's just, like, and, and then I'm watching it and I'm seeing, like, what I've put out there. And I'm really pleased. You know, yeah. no matter what the outcome, I'm just, like, I've worked hard for that, man. Like, yeah, you know, that hasn't come easy. That's 100%. not, like, a natural thing. I've worked my my ass off really yeah. to like to make it become natural because yeah, originally it to wasn't to be the artist that I want to be to put out there what I want to put out there and and you know now it's like we do this really not not for a selfish reason mm. not for ourselves it's like we've got what we have and we want to I think everyone it's all about give and take isn't it the mm. world and we've got to put in what we can and 
you know, you're like, for instance, you and the dancing that you do, it supports other people. Mm -hmm. It helps like make a show and it also, um, you can connect with people. And again, it's like escapism and mm -hmm. you inspire people. And it's like, that's what you want to be doing it for. So mm -hmm. when I'm just, you know, when I had nobody listening, I think that's when I felt my lowest because I was just like, am I just a selfish person? Am I just this person that's just like, I just want to be da da da. And that would kill me because it's yeah. like, what are people benefiting from my, if people mm -hmm. don't benefit from your dreams, then I just don't think they, they're going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, you have to see you like- You have to add value to other people. Yeah, yeah. You have to see how is my, how are my dreams going to add value to the world or to, to even just a small, pe you know, small amount of people. And I think like, you know, like seeing videos of like, when I did my blind audition, I had a lot of videos in with like kids dancing and singing and one of them was um, she said oh you might never see this message but I just want to send it to you anyway my little boy's been in hospital ill for a few months came home a few nights ago he mm -hmm. hasn't been himself your performance mm -hmm. he's jumped off the sofa he's dancing I haven't seen him with this energy since Sick. before the operation you know and, and like I'm like oh God, that's yeah. amazing! Like that's why that's what I want. Yeah. Like little girls um, don't have much confidence, and yet the mum's sending me pictures and and they're singing my song in the mm -hmm. car and going to going to school and talk. it's just like it's incredible. It's so good. Sick. Yeah, like it's it's, it's so so far. It's um, now it's you know it's all. I feel like it's sort of paying off at the moment, but now. I feel like I have to, if I thought I was working hard before, I thought I was hustling hard, but now it's got to step up even yeah. more. Now you're on the platform, it's yeah. time to embrace it's it. Or I've just got to put the work in. Mm -hmm. And if I don't Which put the are. work in, Which you are, you know, you're running yeah. around doing interviews, yeah, meeting people, yeah. speaking. Um, yeah. I always think it's, now we're in a generation where it's so, it's much easier to gain a platform, but it's so much harder to gain stardom. Yeah. Like, our life yeah. is at, like, before yeah, there, right, wasn't, there wasn't many stars, you know, there was just like yeah. the odd few back in like, you yeah. know, before social media world. Yeah. Now there's loads of famous people, but there's not many stars. Yeah. Like it used to be about like privacy, like the mis the mystery of yeah. who is Michael Jackson or who is yeah. these like superstars. Whereas now, actually, it's we're in we're in a world of transparency where mm -hmm. the most successful people are the ones which people can relate to the most. I tot yeah, I totally uh, and agree. Like it's, the people which wear their yeah. heart on their sleeve and open and honest and mm. real and show them who they are because we look yeah. for. Um, something to relate to within yeah, that yeah. and then yeah. that's what people support you know what i mean yeah. if you're like i remember um like alexandra burke i always think for me she had the most amazing voice and oh, you know yeah. worked with her for like a year but no one ever related to her because no one got to no, I really don't. see who she is i and only it, know of the few colleagues that have worked with and, her and, and everyone go what's she like yeah. and i'm like she's amazing yeah. but no one gets to see that like you know when we spend four hours in a taxi or to the venue or whatever and we all have a good time i'm like if everyone else knew this, yeah. much more people would enjoy her. You know what I mean? But yeah. people don't get to see that because she was never, well, it was just yeah. before the, the social media gener yeah, generation. Yeah, like now with social media, you it's get so an much insight easier to be a person. Their, yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I do. But yeah, I, I think that's what people relate to now mm -hmm. is just like you said, it's not so much this like putting this, uh, you know, this that, that star where it's like you don't know much about them and they're mm -hmm. untouchable and mm -hmm. now it's like you, you want to see the realism and you want to see um, the, the authenticity. authenticity. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Like, and that's why I think Jamie, like Jamie Miller, obviously from Cardiff, like he, is that, uh, he always comes up, Jamie's doing a, uh, Instagram live or whatever and it's like what's well, that fucking hell he's always doing this and I'm like actually yeah. he's smart because he's getting people to know him and, and people, people can relate people and they relate see, to him yeah, and I that's agree. what I find with Todd Recall like you know very very successful via YouTube videos which mm -hmm. went into doing TV stuff and now he's in Broadway in the West End and all this is because 
the Todrick that I know, who's my friend, is the same Todrick that everyone knows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. It's not a stardom. There's no friend. Just it's a like real person. He is who he is, yeah. and that's what that's what is people uh, gravitate to now. Yeah, I agree. Need a wee. Go for it. Let's wrap this up so then you can wee and we can go out. <laughs> You've got a busy afternoon. Um, thank you so much. Thank you we so much. We wish you much. all the best. I loved it. I will post this probably thank tonight you. or tomorrow so people can hear it and oh, jump on the bandwagon Great. straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, support Beth. Find her on Instagram. I'll thank put everything much. in the link on the bio. You're amazing. Very proud Thanks, of you. Thanks, Hard work pays off. Bye. Thank you. Bye.